Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to the CBS Evening News ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. If I asked you how many subscriptions you have, would you be able to list all of them and how much you're paying? If you would have asked me this question before I started using Rocket Money, I would have said yes. But let me tell you, I would have been so wrong. I can't believe how many I had and all the money I was wasting. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. That's rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Good evening, everyone. Thank you for joining us. I'm Major Garrett in for Nora. We're going to begin tonight with a growing concern and confusion over whether vaccines provide enough protection against that dangerous Delta variant of coronavirus. Tonight, the CDC and FDA say they do, and that Americans who've gotten their recommended doses, two for Pfizer and Moderna, and one for Johnson & Johnson, don't need to do anything else. The rare pushback comes after Pfizer surprised the government, saying new data showed immunity from its vaccine begins to wane after six months and that it wants authorization to give out booster shots. But the Biden administration says there's no evidence those boosters are needed, at least not now. At the same time tonight, the CDC is issuing new guidance for millions of families, urging all children to return to school this fall. And the agency says masks won't be necessary for fully vaccinated teachers and students. It is a lot to sort out. So Dr. Ajish Jha is standing by to answer your questions. But first, CBS's Nikki Batiste is going to lead off our coverage from New York. Nikki, good evening. Major, good evening. The Javits Center here in New York City has served as one of the world's largest mass vaccination sites, but tonight it's shutting down, just as cases of the Delta variant are rising and less than half the country is vaccinated. Tonight, pushback from two top federal health agencies on the need for a booster shot. The FDA and CDC telling Americans who have been fully vaccinated in a written statement they do not need a booster at this time. It comes after Pfizer and BioNTech officials announced they were seeking emergency use authorization for a booster because antibody levels in the blood may decline six months after immunization. Independent studies have suggested that immunity from full vaccination is likely to remain robust for years, even against variants. Is there some sort of scientific evidence that would suggest they should look into a booster? Not at this time. Dr. Celine Gounder is an infectious disease specialist at Bellevue Hospital in New York. 
I think the headline here is that if you have received both doses of the Pfizer or for that matter, the Moderna vaccine, you are fully protected against severe disease, hospitalization and death, even with the Delta variant. Gallander says the J&J vaccine is also holding up well. But cases are rising in 26 states, and hospitalization rates are up in 17 states, 27% in Florida, almost exclusively among the unvaccinated. This as the CDC released new guidance urging schools to fully reopen in the fall, saying vaccinated students and staff do not have to wear masks, and that social distancing isn't a requirement for in-person learning, even in areas with high case rates. I think that new guidance is essentially meaningless unless you have a way to track who has been vaccinated, who hasn't. 21-year-old Emma Jenks is one of the last people to get a vaccine dose at the Javits Center before it shuts down. I feel that the people I'm around are much more protected because I'm now vaccinated. Pfizer tells CBS News tonight it regularly discusses its research program with public health officials around the world. But Dr. Fauci said in an interview tonight they were not given a heads up and that Pfizer's CEO even apologized to him. Major? So many complexities. Nikki Batiste, thank you. For more on all of this, let's bring in Dr. Ashish Jha, Dean of Brown University School of Public Health. Dr. Pfizer claims its booster shot will bolster immunity. The federal government says boosters aren't necessary now. Can you please help us clear up this confusion? Right now, the science and evidence says that two shots of the Pfizer or the Moderna vaccine is more than good enough to protect you against all the variants out there, including the Delta variant. So until we see better data that says a third shot is necessary, I remain you know, very comfortable saying we should stick with the two-shot regimen and let's see where things unfold. Does the spread of Delta variant that we keep reading about accelerate or will it accelerate that timeline? The Delta variant is by far the most contagious variant we've seen. Uh, definitely uh, important that everybody get the two shots. If we start seeing data that says the vaccines are not holding up as well as they did initially. I think that's probably the motivation at that point to think about a booster shot. I would say, you know, talk of boosters is premature. If infections reach a certain level, should vaccinated individuals become concerned and start looking for other options? The Delta variant is spreading in unvaccinated communities and is uh, causing a lot of unvaccinated people to get hospitalized and even die. That's who's really getting sick and dying right now. And of course, anytime you have large outbreaks, you have opportunities for more variants. And that is, a, is an unfortunate mix that we've got to try to avoid. Data show the Johnson & Johnson vaccine offers a lower degree of protection should people who receive J&J &J have new concerns? Yeah, you know, I don't. If I, if I, I have a lot of colleagues and friends who've gotten the J&J &J vaccine, and, and my recommendation to them has been a whole type. And the reason is that while that headline number of infections is a little bit, protection against that is a little bit lower, uh, protection against severe illness, hospitalizations, deaths, the stuff we really care about is absolutely terrific with the J&J &J vaccine. Dr. Ashish Jha, thank you very much. Thank you. Tonight, much of the West, including nearly all of California, is under excessive heat warnings. June was the hottest month on record in the U.S., but some places, including Las Vegas, could hit all-time highs this weekend. Death Valley, California, could hit 132, approaching the hottest temperature ever recorded on Earth. Here is CBS's David Begno. 
Tonight, there is another dangerous heat wave scorching the west. Salt Lake City, which already hit a record high of 104 degrees, is expecting several more days of triple-digit temperatures. Doctors there are warning residents to watch for signs of heat exhaustion. Muscle cramping, nausea, dizziness. There were nearly 200 heat-related deaths in Oregon and Washington states last month. Most of these patients are older. They live alone without air conditioning. There's a new report out that says this extreme heat would be virtually impossible without human-caused climate change. If you don't believe it, because uh, you don't believe science, you've got to believe your own eyes. California Governor Gavin Newsom has now declared a drought emergency for nearly the entire state. He's urging people to voluntarily reduce their water usage by 15%. That means cutting back on watering lawns, running dishwashers only when full, and taking shorter showers. Are you injured? In the desert of Palm Springs, the triple-digit heat is keeping search and rescue teams busier than usual, saving stranded hikers like James. So is this guy lucky he... He's very lucky. Still had a cell phone He's signal. He still had a cell phone signal, but look at the way he was dressed. Pair of shorts. The sun's going to cook you out here. James lives locally, but the vast majority of people who end up getting rescued from the mountains because they're having a heat emergency are out-of-towners. They're tourists who come here to play in the desert and then get in trouble. Firefighters say nobody should be hiking in these temperatures at any point of the day after 9 a.m. Major? David Begno, thank you. Crews working in the rubble of that collapsed building in Florida say they've recovered more than a dozen additional victims. 79 people are now confirmed dead. 61 are still missing. For those with the task of bringing them home, the work is taking a toll. Here is CBS's Manuel Bajorquez. The scope of this disaster continues to be revealed with each victim recovered from the rubble. For crews, it's backbreaking work. Two have been injured. They've removed 13 million pounds of debris. We know that there will be long-term impacts as well for those on the front lines following this tragedy. Scott Dean, a Miami urban search and rescue team leader, has been here since day one. There's plenty of rebar sticking out. We're using heavy machinery. We're using uh, saws that it can easily cut through somebody. Dangerous work with an emotional cost. Has there been a most difficult moment for you so far? Yeah, I think the most difficult was to uh, find our firefighter's uh, daughter. That seven-year-old girl? Yeah. Her name was Stella. I don't know if you have children, but I'd imagine you put yourself in his position. Oh, absolutely. I have uh, three kids, and I don't wish none of this on anybody. It's, it's a terrible thing. Dean says this disaster is unlike any he's worked, including in New York after 9-11. This happened to families in their homes. The personal belongings they recover are a constant reminder. During the moment of silence marking the transition from rescue to recovery, some victims' families took the time to personally thank him and his team. It's heartbreaking, but that's what keeps them going. It's extremely difficult because we feel, we feel the pain. We feel the, the agony that they're feeling. So there's nothing good about what happened here other than trying to provide a little bit of closure for those that are left behind. Officials today made a point to stress that mental health resources are available for crews here at the collapse site, and they vowed to keep that going in the long term as well. Major? As was said, it's a terrible thing. Manuel Bohorquez, thank you. President Biden called Vladimir Putin today and issued a warning, saying the U.S. will take, quote, any necessary action, unquote, to stop Russian hackers. More on this from CBS's Weijia Jiang at the White House. Tonight, President Biden is urging Vladimir Putin to rein in the ransomware attacks emanating from inside Russia. 
United States expects when a ransomware operation is coming from his soil, even though it's not, not sponsored by the state, we expect them to act. That's also what the president told Putin last month in Geneva. But since then, Russian-based cyber criminals have attacked a Florida firm, impacting up to 1,500 small businesses. And a Russian entity may have hacked a contractor for the Republican National Committee. It's time to articulate to President Putin that the consequences on Russia will be severe. Administration officials say they will take action against Moscow in the days and weeks ahead. President Biden was asked if that should include an attack on the servers the hackers used. Yeah. Though Putin has denied any responsibility, he has the power to stop the attackers. He can take them off the streets and put them in jail or make sure that they don't conduct any further operations. On another topic, the Biden administration said it will help hate the Haitian government following the assassination of the country's president. Ouija, what can you tell us? Well, we know that the White House says that the U.S. is sending senior FBI and Homeland Security officials to Port-au-Prince right away to help with the investigation. The Haitian government has also requested that U.S. troops be deployed to help stabilize the country. But tonight, a senior administration official tells CBS News there are no plans to provide military assistance at this time. Major. Weijia Jang at the White House. Thank you. Tonight, the FDA is calling for an investigation into its approval of a new drug for Alzheimer's patients. It said the probe should look at any communications between agency staff and Biogen, the drug's maker, that might violate FDA rules. Biogen said it would cooperate. The drug called Aduhelm has come under fire from medical experts who question its effectiveness. Tonight, a Pentagon spokesperson admits there is a deteriorating security situation in Afghanistan as the Taliban rapidly gains ground. CBS's Charlie Daggett is in Kabul, where he spoke with a top U.S. diplomat about U.S. embassy security. A surprise declaration from the Taliban today. The group has now taken control of 85 percent of Afghanistan. The Afghan government dismissed the claim, but no one disputes that the Taliban's rapid territorial gains are causing shockwaves in the capital and increasing concerns at the U.S. Embassy. It's only a few short miles from the U.S. Embassy to the airport, but long before the U.S. drawdown, American diplomats have been shuttling back and forth by helicopter. The roads are too risky. The situation has prompted comparisons with the rooftop rescue of Americans from Saigon in 1975. There's going to be no circumstance where you see people being lifted off the roof of a embassy. Yet the U.S. embassy has been upping its security protocols. The top U.S. diplomat in Afghanistan is Ross Wilson. Uh, we have added some additional quick reaction capabilities. Uh, in the event that something happens. I mean, worst case scenario, evacuation plans in place? At this point, I, I don't think it's imminent. Planning for evacuations in any post like this is serious business. Serious business that can't be ruled out. Now, the Taliban say the group have no intention of storming the U.S. embassy, but any foreign forces left behind will be considered invaders and therefore legitimate targets. Major? Charlie Daggett, thank you. Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. 
but those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. The race to space between Richard Branson and Amazon's Jeff Bezos takes off this weekend. Branson will grab the lead Sunday when his Virgin Galactic space plane flies to the edge of the atmosphere with five others. They'll reach about 50 miles up, experience a few minutes of weightlessness, then head home. Bezos' trip is planned for later this month. A 14-year-old from Harvey, Louisiana is celebrating tonight, one day after winning the 93rd National Spelling Bee. Maria, M-U-R-R-A-Y-A. That is correct. Saila Avant-Garde is the first African-American to win the competition and its $50,000 first prize. The eighth grader also holds three Guinness World Records for dribbling, bouncing, and juggling basketball. Zaila has big plans. Harvard, then NASA, or maybe coach an NBA team. Now an act of kindness tailor-made for an American sailor. Here's Steve Hartman on the road. It was just another day at Causeway Alterations in Dunedin, Florida. When out of the blue, this elderly man walked in Morning. and asked if someone could make him a Navy uniform. Why does a 97-year-old need a Navy uniform? I love the uniform. I love my country, and I'm so happy I was able to serve. This you? That's me, yeah. Joe Hall served in World War II as a Navy petty officer first class. Is that your ship? Yeah. He was on a destroyer escort where he made some of the best friends of his life and lost a few too. <laughs> They're all gone now, which is why Joe wanted that uniform for when he sees them again. Susan Williams is the seamstress who waited on him. I've made everything from underwear to wedding dresses, but to have a World War II veteran come in and say, I want to be buried in my uniform. I was like, this man is not leaving this store without me making this uniform because it's the most important thing I'll ever do in my life. And it became a strong obsession of mine to make it right. For the next three weeks, Susan poured herself into this project, binding every seam, satin-lined cuffs, buttonholes by hand. She spent at least a hundred hours. I love this. And charged almost nothing. Oh, beautiful. Joe actually got his uniform a few months ago, but came back in to try it on again at our request. He hardly seemed bothered. I feel like I'm back in the service. <laughs> in fact, even though he wanted this for his death, you get the sense that now mm. it's what he lives for. Look at that. Can't beat it, right? Right. I wanted to be with my friends, be part of them. And this uniform kind of brings them close to me, you know. They say the suit makes the man, but not in this case. Joe Hall was a loyal friend seven decades before he got these dress blues. He just needed someone to sew his heart to his sleeve for that long-awaited reunion. You've done a wonderful job. Thank Beautiful. you. Steve Hartman, on the road in Dunedin, Florida. Sunday on Face the Nation, John Dickerson's guests include Dr. Anthony Fauci, the nation's top infectious disease expert, former Homeland Security Secretary Jay Johnson, and the CEO of United Airlines, Scott Kirby. And that's tonight's CBS Evening News. Nora will be back on Monday. I'm Major Garrett. Have a great weekend and good night.
If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com survey. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.